Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mr. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! So, Ethan, did you ever finish the Delta episode? So about that. Uh, so I was in Paris, and when I was in Paris, there was a terrorist attack on a bus that I was on. And I helped stop the attack, but in the ensuing shuffle, uh, my... I, my, I caught a bullet in my 3DS, which was right in front of my heart, where it belongs. And uh, unfortunately, I, I lost my my copy of Alpha Sapphire and was not able to complete the Delta episode. But I did save some lives, so that's a good thing. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! And welcome to the 198th episode of the Poco Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I tried I to am make it different. The early bird, Ethan. And I am the fluffiest whimsicott. And we are doing this on a very early, early morning uh, escapade. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Not for you, obviously. Uh, Jeez, what time is it over in your part of the world? 4.15 p.m. Okay. It's like, it's like a right lovely on. afternoon for her. I can get behind that. I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I, I honestly really prefer, like, I don't, don't prefer, but I like doing these morning episodes. Maybe yeah. if we did them more often, I'd hate it. I think uh, it's it's nice because you get the whole rest of the day. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this, but recording is a is an endeavor. It is. It's like a, it's a commitment. You have, you have to have at least a two hour block blocked off of your day. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's at least at least if not more. And you and, often have to build your day around that because mm-hmm. people have their regular hours. Um, yeah, it's it's because especially with scheduling with the co-hosts and everything. There's like there's always like somebody's like I've got something to do here. I try to be as flexible as possible, but this week it's my fault that we're recording so early. It's yeah, fine, it's okay. but at least Fluffiest is comfortable. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> very much so. But, and you actually got the right time to miss the 
giant noise from the Formula One track that is less than two miles from my house. Oh yeah, it's still crazy happening this weekend. Yeah, I don't follow in my backyard. Yeah. Um. So, uh, without further ado. What have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? You guys have both been on the show recently, so maybe not. <sighs> Ethan, do tell us about your tragic, tragic story. So, I uh, so I may, I talked a big game last week. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play the Delta episode. I'm gonna do it, guys. I swear. So, uh, yesterday I go. Go play the Delta episode. And I go looking for my 3DS. I'm at school now, by the way. I am a student. And I go to look for my 3DS. And alas, I had left it at home. However, I had given myself hope because I, had, I, I brought my charger, but it was a false hope. So I have my charger, but no 3DS. So sad. So, That's so useful. I think, uh, I think I can forgive myself of not being able to complete it because it wasn't i can forgive you as well i mean you tried you tried i would have i would have completed i would have i had a lot of time yesterday i was like all right let's go delta episode do it it's happening you know yeah so as punishment they're going to spoil everything in the entire delta episode for me no we're not we would never we'll tell you to mute your headphones and we'll let you back in oh we're gonna be such nice people yeah (laughs) I don't know if Thatch is okay. You're nice. Oh, thank <laughs> it's you. all right. Ethan and I have a love hate relationship. We've only known each other for like five years. Five? Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I think it. Oh no, it is five. I, it's I been about it's, five. It's like five or six. It's five or six somewhere in there. I I've lost count. I mean, we're at 198 episodes, Ethan. Okay. <laughs> Please understand that is like a significant percentage of my life. <laughs> it is. It's a significant percentage of my life as well. Uh. <laughs> Sheesh. It's been like, I mean, this December it'll be eight years. I I knew you before you had even met your fiance. That's true. I've known you longer than my fiance. Oh my god. Which means I think I get rights to get married to you first. I think that's how that works. <laughs> so Guys, move over, Misty. There's a new yeah. man in town. You know about my passion for shaping Steve and Wallace? Yeah. You guys should stop before I start doing that to you. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, I've already, the seeds have already been sown. If you go back to the previous episodes, there's a uh, lot of hints for you to grab. You know? Oh, man. My favorite, I'm, thing I'm is, gonna... uh, my favorite thing is that Ethan was, in fact, like the only one of the current co-hosts that was on an episode that was only two digits. <laughs> oh, my. Is that for real? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, was it eighty? No, it was like in the eighties, I think. Huh. Uh, but what's the? What would the name be? Would, would it be? Well, uh, you were Mister Thingy. I know. What would the name of the the ship be? Would it be Ethan? Ethan. <laughs> mm, I'll have to think about it because you know, in Pokemon, they don't actually. It would probably be like the half episode shipping, because they okay. give random object names yeah. to the ships. It could anyway. be, it could be like, it could Ohio be like shipping. Huckle Ship, Ohio shipping. There we go. Oh man, <laughs> I am mentally composing a scrapbook. I care about that so much. I moved to Ohio to be a bit closer to him. Oh, we do I need to hang out. That's happening. What? That's happening this semester, and we're it's gonna film happening. a video of us making Poke Blocks. Do you have? Oh my god, we have to do that. But do you have? Uh... Uh, a GameCube adapter for your Wii U because Smash will be played. I do I have not, one, I but I'm it. gonna get one. I can bring one. Okay, 
Gala. We could totally do it. I have no problem against that. I have nothing against that. Awesome. All but, right. Uh, yeah, uh, for myself, well, Pokemon-wise, I've played some Little Cup. Uh, what's new? We are not surprised. Uh, I've been breeding for the Puckle uh, Mini Madness Tournament, which is our Little Cup tournament that's going to be starting in about a month. Uh, so I've been breeding for that, getting ready, getting my team all set up. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not much else to it. Yeah, as for myself, you know, you did say I've been on recently, but I've been on holiday ever since. And so I had a lot of free time, and I've actually recently completed my first ever Nuzlocke challenge. Ooh, which game? Which which game? I did Fire Red, and I beat the Elite Four, I beat Team Rocket, I beat Mewtwo, and then I called it a day because I am not grinding to level 70 for the Elite Four rematch. Not with Nuzlocke rules. (laughs) No way. What's the body count? Oh, Uh, how many died? Let's just say more than half a dozen, and let's not go into details or I will cry. What did you name them? Oh, I. I need to know. Gave them random names. I think my best nickname was probably Elvis, the Nidoran male, because <laughs> he was supposed to evolve into Nido King. The King and, of Rock. Oh no, well, such a sad well, sentence. <laughs> supposed to, yeah. <laughs> and then so I, I, I named my Magikarp King because of Koi King, and when he evolved, his unofficial title was King of the Shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, he's a beast. He's carried me through a lot of things. I, I'm going to, you know. I, uh, we're actually getting ready for something like that for the YouTube. So I'm gonna steal some of your nicknames, maybe. Man. I'll let you have a list of them. Oh, awesome! That that would be nice, actually. <laughs> I could never do a Nuzlocke run. I've um, done I've done several, and uh, Leaf Green, Fire Red, I've read are supposed to be the easiest ones. It, well, it, I mean, it I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it I mean, certainly wasn't hard. Soul Silver, Heart Gold, are uh, I think are the hardest, just because of the low level grinding available. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna kill this cat. <laughs> and if I had to, if I was gonna pick one that I would want to run, it would be Heart Gold, Soul Silver, just to appreciate how good those. Oh, I, how good those gosh Eevee darn games. Evie Sound. <laughs> how good those golly gosh darn games are! I can't believe that was. <laughs> I've been so good about it. I know. This, I think we've all been really good about it, honestly. Uh, it's like it's 2011 again. <laughs> I was wondering, can I curse in Italian? Probably not. I mean, I, I would suggest against it. <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that. It was just, you know, I was wondering. Anyway, Ethan, I didn't think I could do Nuzlocke because I would get depressed and yeah. I didn't have any patience for grinding. But I created a little narrative in my head about the Pokemon not really dying. I was I was essentially composing a Nuzlocke comic in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I had a story in my head and I actually had a lot of fun with it. I like, would, a lot. I would not be able to release them. I would have to put them into a box somewhere. Oh, that's what I do. Oh, I, can't, I, I don't, don't actually do release them. I put them in a box like Mark Graveyard or something. Okay. Yeah, they're in a box. I I could never release my bodies. That's as far as I can go. It's just very depressing. But either way, uh, without further ado, uh, let's kick it over to the news because some cool things happened this week. So cue the epic music. <laughs> Ooh, 
Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So in the news, uh, it's been kind of a slowish week. Uh, I say slow, and that's a really good pun, actually. Uh, <laughs> speaking because uh, this week in uh, Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon company actually released these uh, Slowpoke videos and, like, this Jamaican, like, Slowpoke song. Um, it, something like this had been previously re- done in Japan, like, I think, like, six, seven months ago. Uh, it's pretty much whenever you got onto your 3DS themes and you could download that Slowpoke theme. Yeah. That happened. But they, they, like, I did not expect them to, like, fully Americanize it. And it's got, like, English lyrics and everything. And they're just, like, going crazy with, like, Slowpoke gifs and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand it. They're basically turning into Poke memes. Yeah, but I think it's awesome. Honestly, I think it's awesome that Pokemon, like, just put something like this together for fun. Yeah, especially since it, it's not, you know, Pikachu or Charizard. Yeah. It's Slowpoke. It's Slowpoke. It's funny. It's cute. He's getting a t-shirt. Yeah. Wow. Slowpoke? I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's like, it's really, really cool. <laughs> I You know, I kind of have a certain reverence for him. And I think that, like, I think there's an appreciation for, for Slowpoke in the community. That's, uh, I, I, I think goofy. if you were to talk about any Pokemon, there is an appreciation for it to some extent. Uh, I mean, I'll test you on that. Okay. All right, here we go. Hold on. Give, give me, give me five minutes. Okay. Right <laughs> five minutes. Moving on. Moving on. We'll talk about some other news. Um, if we look into uh, future battle competitions, there's uh, the primal battle competition coming up at the end of September. Uh, I don't know if it's actually gonna be fun. Uh, because what it essentially is is you're allowed to bring primal Groudon or primal Kyogre with you, and it's just a normal set except for those two things. And so it's just going to be like, well, obviously everybody's going to bring, like, Primal Groudon. (laughs) Primal Groudon is definitely way better than Primal Kyogre. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, Okay, so think about it this way. Primal Groudon's weak to Primal Kyogre, right? But unless you... uh, So their abilities mismatch, right? Yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure the abilities activate based on speed. And Primal Groudon is slower. I get it. Yep. And so you're gonna get uh you're gonna have the you're gonna have the heat that prevents water type moves from even working. And uh there there are some strategies to take Primal Groudon down. I have heard of a few. I think his only weakness though it turns out to be uh ground type then. It is. And so you have to you have to have some pretty strong ground type Pokemon with you. The only thing I can think of that would allow you to like Will down Primal Groudon's team with Primal Kyogre would be to like use a very fast U turn user mm-hmm. on Primal Groudon because he can't even Volt Switch on I, Primal I have Groudon. Heard, I have heard of, uh, I have heard of what is it? Um, I have heard of people using Golduck actually. Golduck because it has Cloud Nine. Because of Cloud Nine, yeah. Well, at that point, you could even use Altaria, but then you'd have only you'd only have Cloud Nine before Mega Evolving it, so it would be a bit messier. Yeah. Okay. I have assembled a list of Pokemon that I can guarantee you have no following. <laughs> okay. Oh, you were actually doing that. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. All right. I don't Silcoon. Silk. Okay. Silcoon. There's one. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. 
Although, although, its little lashes are very cute. This might be controversial. Surskit. I don't think Surskit, anybody cares. No, no. Surskit, I love Surskit, no. and we know for a fact that Scron loves Surskit. So. Surskit does okay. have a following. Okay, okay. Huntail. Huntail has a following. No, you're, yeah. you're. I mean, in no. the competitive scene, it does. Okay. It's sad because it's fifty-five really bad. HP. All right, let's go. Shellos. Shellos. I Shell- love I mean, Shellos. a lot of people actually Shut like Shellos. I think. I think if they were to make like a bunch of Shellos plushes, people would actually do it. I would They're buy Shellos. Shellos <laughs> there you and go, Ethan. You just proved yourself exactly. wrong. Okay. Okay. It's a blue one, and I love it. Patrat. Patrat. Patrat's got to have a following. Okay. That's okay. like saying Centrid doesn't have a following. Come on. Masculine. Basket. Um. I oh, think you know I, I could see it having a following, but I I'd say a lot less more less so than Shellos. Carbink. Carbink like does. Carbink. It's a little bunny. I like it. Carbink's adorable. Is it a bunny? I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a diamond bunny. Uh. uh yeah, I I I think the one we determined it, it for for sure though is is definitely Silcoon. Silcoon, you are the weakest link. <laughs> I, I, okay, I, if somebody made a Silcoon plush, it would be kind of weird. I challenge yeah. anybody to claim that Silcoon is their favorite. Well, and they'd be it, wrong. <laughs> probably not their favorite, but you know, you can get some appreciation for sure. Silcoon because when your Wurmple evolves, if you're looking for a beauty flight, you see Silcoon and you're happy. Maybe? How about how about like maybe not. Yeah, I, I I think it's a bit of a stretch, really. Yeah, there's got to be more. But I, I'm like Silcoon. I'm going to go out on a limb and say not a huge fan base. Maybe Barboach even. Like Barboach is just no a... Barboach is cool because it falls like into Wishcash, and we all remember that Thatch wants to be based on a catfish legend. I don't even like know Wish what Gash, that is from. So, episode one hundred and fifty-one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Pwned. I can't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> right? <laughs> but this, it's not like I have a good memory. It's just that this thing has, you know, entered my personal <laughs> Hall of Fame of Puckle Cannon. So. Okay, 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 okay. Finneon. Finneon, yes. Finneon is so cute. I think Finneon's very so forgettable, too. But either way, let's get back to the news. Okay. Yeah, right. we should. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, there have been a couple other things. Um... First of all, the Pokemon Company International has put out a poll um, about what they should do for future uh, competition, for a future competition that's set to run in November. And so it's like, what rules would you guys like, essentially? And so there are five choices. Um, you can have a no mega, where no mega stones are allowed. Uh, inverse double battles, where the uh, type matchups are reversed. Uh, anything goes. Triple battles in which multiples of any Pokemon and item are permitted, which would be insane, and I wouldn't like that. Um, A team of Mega Rayquaza. Well, you can only have one Mega, right? So, no Mega still, it's like Rayquaza. Uh, Anti evolution <laughs> is another one. Only uh, Pokemon that can't evolve or haven't evolved are permitted. That'd be cool. So it's kind of like Little Cup, but you can use the mid stages, I guess. Hmm. No, um, I, I think you would. That but you could also use, like, Farfetch'd. Having, having evolved. Huh? Uh, I think it would qualify as having evolved. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Um, I think no Mega would be interesting, because it'd be like, what is the state of the meta if this never yeah. happened? That'd be and fun. And then, uh, there's one more, and it's Underdogs. Pokemon that finished among the top 12 in any 2015 Double Battle Online competition are banned. 
I know what I would vote for. I'd vote for underdogs, I think. Yeah, no Landorus. No Landorus. Anywhere. Paradise. That you guys can so see my face now, but it's a blissful face. <laughs> that would be like the most that I would. I'm gonna go on a limb. I think that's the most that the Pokemon Company would ever put into a like tournament rule set because that's so specific to the meta. Like that is so mm -hmm. meta about the meta. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, true. That is yeah. a. It, I'm very excited. I'd like to see that. I would probably go for underdogs. I mean, I don't know exactly where to vote. Let me find out. It's probably it's a really a, good idea. It's probably, probably a link for me website. to click to go to underdogs and just click vote. I'm going to click this button, and it won't let me. Uh, <laughs> and it's probably on the global link. Yeah. So I'll check it out later. But uh, moving on. Okay, I am going to kill you. I, I, I apologize for my cat. He's just, like, running around making noise. Being a cat. He's being a cat. Uh, <laughs> either way, um, let's see. This is gonna end up being like a puckle meme again at some point. What are you doing, Rower? Uh, but uh, I lost my news. I don't think there's much else going on other than there is a new mystery super mystery dungeon trailer because it's available for preload in Japan, which means that it's downloaded on their game, but they can't play it. So silly. Uh, I mean, it's so that you don't have to, like, get online and crash their servers when, like, everybody tries to download it, Pokebank. Oh. Oh, I, I guess no, that makes sense. Hmm? Pre-install is good. Pre-install is good. It's, it's, much, it's a much better process. I had to download Metal Gear Solid Five the other day, because I wanted, uh... Um... I've had to download a lot of games. I'm actually really, really hip to downloading games. But the thing is, is that I, I wanted to preload it, and it's like the first game in a while that I could not preload. <laughs> I guess we could also mention in the news mm -hmm. that uh, the structure of the next Play Pokemon season has been announced. Yes, that's and true. And that includes how championship points are awarded. I think we discussed this last week, actually. Did you? Oh, yeah. good. I thought so. Because... Anyway, we don't have Sublime here, so I could make neither heads nor tails over this. I have no idea. I have no idea how to, what to make of it either, uh, but that would be something interesting to discuss with Sublime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, without further ado, though, uh, Puckle News. In Puckle News, I've already mentioned it before, uh, we have the... Uh, we have the Mini Madness Tournament, our Little Cup Tournament going on right now. You do have to go sign up for this, so if you go to PucklePodcast.com, there's an MMT tab. Uh, if you just click on that, it, uh, there's a place where it'll allow you to go to the sign-up page and just fill out your Puckle username and your email, and you're all signed up to go. Um, it is Little Cup, so check out the rules there. I have them all posted on the Little Cup or the MMT page as well. Uh, what's banned and what's not banned. Uh, there is a suspect test going on, but I don't think it's going to pass, so don't worry about it too much. Uh, and. Let's see. Um, other than that, yeah, I'd love to see you guys come out. Uh, not too many people have signed up for it, uh, up to my knowledge, but it should be a well, lot of fun. Just because I love doing Puckle tournaments, just because the Puckle like tournament meta is so much different than like real other metas, you know, like the showdown meta. Yeah. Because a lot of people try to show up and bring their own things, and I really like that. Yeah, that is very enjoyable about Puckle tournaments, and I'm certainly going to sign up for it. 
I, I'm just waiting until I know for sure that I can find the time to breed my team. Well, but, what do you need? Just tell me what you need. I can help you. No, don't worry. I do know I have at least one member of my team the ready. Me, probably. Because, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many like perfect IV cottony in my box awesome. and <laughs> one is done. One I'm is okay. done. That's good. Um, but yeah, so check that out. Please come and do it because it starts like October 4th. I'd really like to see you guys there. I have a lot of fun. There's going to be a real prize. I'm going to post it here on Monday and you'll all be able to check it out. It's going to be really cool. Follow us on social media for that because it's where probably where I'm going to post it first and then I'll be on the website. Cool. So, without further ado, I think that's it for the news. So, after the short break, we'll get to you guys right with the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. Gator here to tell you how you can love us more. Here at Pokemon Underground Champion League's podcast, we both want and need your undying affection. But Gator, you ask, how can I do that? It's easy! Follow our Twitter and Tumblr, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the Puckle subreddit, find us on YouTube... And if you find yourself with a couple extra dollars, consider donating to the show. 100% of donations go to the community and keeping the show running. I love you. And on to the topic today. The topic today is post-games, as we mentioned last week, uh, uh, because Ethan's finished the Delta episode. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ethan. I had to do it. (laughs) I will... I will mend your heart with my own story later when we get yeah. to it. Um, okay. So, uh, we're going to talk about post-game content. There hasn't been much post-game content prior, I would say, to like... It, we're going to define post-game as post-Elite 4, right? That's what we all mm-hmm. agree. After the credits roll. Yes. Right? Okay. So, I guess there's been post-game content in literally every game, then. Uh, except for well. m- maybe X and Y. Uh no, I I would actually argue that X and Y has more post game than Red, Blue, and Yellow. You're you're more than likely right. Uh, I would I not. The only the only thing that I think is in the Red Blue post game is Mewtwo. Yes, you'd the be cave, exactly the right. Cave, uh, the Cerulean Cave. I think that is the only thing in the post game of Red, Blue, and Yellow. Technically, yeah. you can also leave the legendary birds for the post game, but they are available yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that was one of the cool things about Red and Blue, is that you could do a lot of that during the game. And I like that very much, that they returned to that in Black and White 2. Yeah. Uh, they let you catch the Musketeer trio throughout the game. I really like that. In fact, it's like they put the Musketeer trio right in front of your face. Yeah, that's a little worse, but, you yeah, know, it's, it's, a uh, too much. it's a little too much. But at the same time, they do do it, uh, which was nice. I mean, I really liked, because uh, when I was like a kid and lost in Victory Road, like, I ran into the Moltres accidentally. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I was, you know, I ran into Zapdos accidentally at the power plant. Mm-hmm. I saw Articuno, but did not catch it, and... Oh, man, uh, you missed the best one. I know, right? Yeah. But either way, uh, either way, the post-game, yeah, in Red, Blue, Yellow wasn't very big. Uh, I It depends on what you call the post-game in Gold and Silver, Harkles and Silver. Like, I well, can't... I can't say with a full heart that Kanto was a post game. I feel like that was very much part of the story. Oh, that's the that's part of the game. That's I game. would totally That's game, not post game, right? No, yeah, yeah. I would I would argue for the opposite thing because uh, uh one, you said post elite for credits and if you use I I game, guess, but like I I can't I can't say in those games that that definition counts. 
actually it's still I half would... a game left. That's like, like half a game. Ethan is one hundred percent right. Like I... is the dark world and and like in Zelda is that post game? I don't think so. Like it's game game. I have never played a Zelda game. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feel free to kick me out. Whenever. We're not going to kick you out. This is a but... po- Pokemon podcast. <laughs> no, I I was just saying, you know. I can see the point behind uh, your your position here, and I could agree with you. But then I remember that, let's give credit to a very nice person, Satoru Iwata. Mm-hmm. I remembered the story we all read when he passed yeah, away. Yeah, that's true. That there was not supposed to be pretty much any post-game in Gold and Silver until he put his, an- his hands on... The code well, they wouldn't have only... been able to fit Johto on it. That was their exactly. problem. They couldn't there even do that. There was not even enough space for the main game, and he fit the whole Johto game and the entirety of Kanto on the cartridge. So, since it wasn't planned to be there from the beginning, okay. I would argue it's you can consider it a post game. But then again, it is half of the game, so... Yeah, I yeah think it's just so much. I mean, I, is right. I, I don't know, I just can't say that it's... I, I, I can't see it's a post-game. I could say, like, Red. Red maybe is a post-game oh, challenge. I'll say that Red is a post-game challenge, but, like... Definitely, after, for sure. When you're done getting the 16 badges, that's when you're done. That, you know, and that's everything, essentially. And yeah. the only thing you have left to do is maybe go clean up some legendaries, or... You know, go and go beat Red. You have to wait until then to beat Red because I think the credits still play after you beat Red. I have not beaten Red either. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it was because um, well, I never finished it's, Silver be because fa- my my little brother got his hands on the game, and then I was playing Soul Silver and I was grinding for Red, and only then did I realize that half of my team had you know. Uh, had natures that hindered their main stats, and so the grinding was impossible, and I just gave up after a point. It it was just like Heart Gold Soul Silver and Gold and Silver are just so awful in that like I I respect them as like the best games in the franchise, but like as I was talking to you about the Nuzlocke earlier, yeah, they, they are just so so like the Pokemon are just the wild Pokemon are just so low leveled. Yeah. And it's so hard to level up because the wild Pokemon are like 30 levels below yours. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on doing my next Nuzlocke on Soul Silver, but I'm going to have to do that when I have like a lot of free time. There's a yeah. lot of grinding to be done in those games. And uh I don't know. It's just it feels very it's very much a chore even if you're not even Nuzlocking those games. It's very much a chore. Yeah. I did beat Red though. For good times. I was horribly underleveled, but I still did it. Good job. <laughs> because I'm just like, I'm so bored. <laughs> so bored. I can't keep grinding. Uh, <laughs> but without further ado, uh, there, we found uh, Fluffiest. I shouldn't say we found. Fluffiest found this uh, from a guy at Tumblr, Technophonics. Uh, T-E-C-H-N-O-P-H-O-N-I-X. Uh, he has post-game guides from everything after Diamond and Pearl. And okay. they're actually really, really cool. Comprehensive. They're very yeah. comprehensive. Like, I'm looking at the one for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. It's three pages long. Yeah, yeah, and except for the Black 2 and White 2 one, they are all printable. They mm-hmm. have cool pictures on them. They're colorful. They're really, really cool. 
It's actually really neat. I, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, I have a four-hour car ride later today, and uh-huh. I think that this might be something that gets to come along with me. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is really comprehensive. It is. It's very comprehensive. It's. I mean, uh, is obtaining, obtaining both bicycles? That's not like a post-game thing. Well, have, well, you, have, you, as... have you obtained both bicycles, Ethan? No. Okay, it's a post-game thing. It actually is. It's very hard to obtain both bicycles. Oh. Yeah, you have to do very specific things that mm-hmm. nobody mentions to you. Yeah, you have to do. You have to go talk oh, to I, two very geez. specific people while riding on specific bicycles. To I was assuming that they were just mean referring to have access to both. No, no, you can get both of them at the same time. Well, now we're talking. Isn't that like the nicest thing ever? There That's are some areas that are actually only accessible in Oraz if you have both. That is very... Man. Man, there's so much game left for me. There's a lot of game left for I've you. And this is Hoenn, your favorite region, it. Ethan. I know. And that, like my favorite part of Hoenn is exploring that region. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. I'm going to do that. Yeah. For it's, real. It's Someday actually in insanely... There's so much going on, actually. There's a lot going on. And I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's one of those things that's very awesome and something to try. I will yeah. do that. Let's just... Yeah. Go in order. So, red, blue, and yellow. We already talked about mutual. it. We're done. Uh, gold and silver. Arguably half the game, or just red. Hoenn. Uh, Hoenn, I would say the original Hoenn, not this one. Yeah. Uh, you had Rayquaza to go catch him at Sky Pillar. And that's pretty much it in completing the Pokedex. Well, in, in Emerald... What about the Regis? In Emerald, you do have the Battle Frontier, but The, the Regis are a... Right, the Reggie puzzles. Oh, the Reggie puzzles as well. I totally forgot about that. That's a pretty good post-game thing. That's really, like, the fact... I love... That was, like, back in the day when, like, instruction booklets were actually useful. And, like, it had had the Braille, like, translations in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that the instruction booklet back then had that, and that it was... Like, that was a very hard puzzle, you know? I just thought of something. Mm Mm-hmm. Do the Reggies have English Braille on them, but, like, Japan... What does Japan do? Uh, I actually have no idea what Japanese Braille looks like, but I'm supposing it has to be... I don't don't think... I'm not sure what the Japanese puzzles were for that. that. I'm not sure. It's uh, very interesting, though. Let's find out. Yeah. Japanese must have its own Braille. Um, Maybe. I would assume... Or maybe they got well, it all just spelled out for them. I don't think so, because, um, I mean, that would... I don't know, that was that was definitely one of the hardest puzzles wrong for Pokemon. some reason. Either way, hmm. moving on, uh, Diamond and Pearl then had a little bit more, I guess. Um, like, they had the Spiritomb thing. That was the dumbest thing i ever seen, now, that Spiritomb. Oh my yeah. gosh. Where you had Talk to, like... Talk about crazy requirements. Yeah, where it's just like you had to go to the underground like 30 times and meet with 32 people in the underground. Was uh, it 32? I thought it was even more No, it was that. 32, because I remember, because oh. I sat down, because I had both Diamond and Pearl. Oh, good thing. No, no, it wasn't me. It was uh, me and my friend. We had Diamond and Pearl, and so what we did was one of us would go in and out of the underground, and we'd just talk mm-hmm. to each other, and that counted as 32 different people. And then we'd... uh. Then we went to there and we caught the spirit tomb. Uh, we also had a uh, you can catch Rotom at the old chateau by going to the TV at night. 
Um, you, hopefully you've already uh, captured Dialga or Palkia. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... you, you can capture the, uh, the Lake Trio as well. Uh, Mesprit's hardest because it's roaming, but you can catch the other ones. Um, if you had Pokemon Ranger, you could transfer the Manaphy egg. Ooh, yeah. Right. Uh, which was Batch. really cool. I really like that, because they got his home sprite. What? Do you happen to have a spiky ear Pikachu still on your... On my heart gold. Yeah. Yeah. You do still have that. Oh, you I think the, I think I still have spiky town. ear Pikachu. So here's the thing. Pichu. Yeah. My... Uh, I never did that event. And it's on the optional backstory and sequences really? things for uh, the post-game checklist. I also never did the Sinjo Ruins with Arceus. Uh, I do not have a 4th gen Arceus anymore. I would like to at I... least do the Spike Ear P- uh, Pichu. I can see what I can do and possibly get you an Arceus. And I might be able to bring up a... I have the Pichu. I have the Pichu. I have almost every single because one Because the Pichu is stuck in 4th gen. Yeah. I don't know if it's tradable though. It's going to be really hard to trade it to you unless we like meet up in person. Which is very yeah, yeah. because which is also very doable. <laughs> <laughs> which is also very doable as we live two hours away from each other, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was going to offer you my fourth gen Arceus, but but yeah, um... I'd, I'd have to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we I can see what I can do, and we could try to rig something up. Uh, I mean, we can we can go like in old action replay or something just to experience yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. Same with At the this point, I think event. it's fair game. I think it's fair game to go ahead and do something like that. Uh, you can do something with the Celebi as well and do the Celebi event in HeartGold SoulSilver. Yeah, I actually have all of those Pokemon in my in my Platinum game. Really? And you still left them I in never... fourth gen? Yeah, because I I never actually did the events in HeartGold SoulSilver, mm-hmm. and I'm going to replay SoulSilver, and this time I'm going to do the events by transferring them back from Platinum. And that's good. That's cool. Yeah. So I still have something to see uh, yeah. there. There's, uh, you could, in back to Diamond and Pearl, you could go and complete all the contests, but those contests weren't fun. We talked about that last week, actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, you go get and all the you... Poketech applications if you didn't do that oh, like bad. a normal person. Uh, and... Or if you are me, you can just spend like a million hours in I... the underground just because it's a fun minigame. Yeah, I... There's also a really cool, uh, they do have the ribbons as well, uh, which I know have been, like, been surging back in popularity, actually, because, uh, people have been trying to get Pokemon with, like, full ribbons and stuff. Yeah, I remember you mentioning this mm-hmm. in the last episode, too. Yeah, it's because definitely Because someone happened. wrote in that they have, uh, was it, it a was, banette it was a, with, like, yeah. a ton of ribbons? Yeah, like, in, uh, but some guy did it with a deli bird in, uh, on Reddit. And he actually, like, made a guide on how to get all of the ribbons on a Pokemon. And even, like, because there is a way to still get some of the Wi-Fi, like, exclusive ribbons. Uh, But you have to, like, change your DNS server, I believe. Ooh. But there's, because somebody somebody set up, like, an extra Wi-Fi server for Pokemon. Oh, that's nice. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of cool. HeartGold Soul Silver didn't have much more. We talked about that in passing. Uh, platinum. It did, it did. Huh? Gold Souls over at a fair amount. Yeah, we talked yeah, about didn't that, it? right? Yeah, but it had more than the original what? gold and silver, right? Yeah, obviously, I agree with you, one hundred percent. You can do like, ah, uh, never mind. It's not worth. It's not worth going into. <laughs> stuff. 
Oh, we did mention the events, so... Yeah. We can um, Platinum had pretty much all the same things, except you can catch both uh, Dialga and, and Palkia. Um, there were also a lot of events. If you had the uh, event Regigigas, uh, you could catch the... You could... I thought this was the most backward thing, backwards thing in the world. The event was for a level 100 Regigigas, and yeah. uh, it allowed you to catch Regirock, Regice, and Registeel. But then you take those Regirock, Regice, Registeel to to go catch <laughs> a Regigigas. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I didn't do that. I did. Uh, I, I could do that. I did that. Uh, Platinum also had a lot of really cool events as well, because they actually did the built-in Darkrai event and yeah. the built-in uh, Shaman event, because there were those really cool events that were built in. And I'm really yeah, sad that they're not, like, they're kind of, it kind of came back to an extent, but it's definitely died down. Like, there's a full-on, like, story and event, and it it really harks back to, like, the Delta episode, which will make Ethan not listen to. And, yeah. uh it it really harkens back to that where like there's a there's a story built in around these pokemon which is really cool and i like that yeah now you just you just get them you know in your box or from the girl in the pokemon center mm-hmm. and it's so much sadder it's just oh here you go have a legendary and yeah that's not special at all no it's not i don't i don't like that i i want to get an item and be sent on an adventure to go get it like exactly. uh, because like didn't they hint in lumio city that like somebody was going after volcanian and um, it's very I, broad, and if you think people interpret it as Vulcanian, but it doesn't have to be exactly true. No, and, it it doesn't specifically mention Vulcanian. It just says that someone went off on an adventure, and it mm-hmm. it nev- it doesn't say anything more than that. Yeah, and so, it would be very interesting if Vulcanian uh, had something like that, like in Pokemon Z or something like that. Mm, yeah, it'd be very interesting if they brought that back. Like you go on a very small adventure. I mean, I guess the point is, like, if you mess up the event and you don't save, like, you lose that Pokemon, uh, mm. which kind of sucks. But um, on the other hand, you just save in front of it or something. I mean, that that might be what they're trying to like prevent. But it's still more fun to go out and like go get them. Do something like they did with Latios or Latias, where like you go on like a very side quest, and Latias is like, yeah, I'm gonna join your party. Yeah, I mean. Also, you're forced to have him in your party. You're like, you have to go send somebody back to the box because there's no <laughs> option to like send Latios back to the box. Mm-mm. And they have been very good lately, especially in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, about having legendaries that you really need respawn somewhere else. So mm-hmm. they could just do that. We they, they've been doing that a lot. Be- they've been a lot better about that now, and I think that'd be very interesting to do something like that. Mm, I agree. Uh, black and white. There, I don't think there was too much to no. The there was game. Other, well, black and white. You did get to go to like Undella Town and stuff like that. But I don't. Yeah, but... I don't feel it was very full of content. You know, no, it was more you... of a. It, those games had other purposes outside of like mm-hmm. pr- producing a satisfying end game. Yeah, I think they had other things in mind. Like it's that well... wasn't really there. The purpose of those games at all. I mean, it was really honest, cool because, like, the level the level gap was like way up, which was really yeah. Cool, but... It was so crazy the first time you get out of the Elite Four and you enter a random patch of grass. Bang! Level sixty five Pokemon. Yeah, it was really cool, <laughs> but like at the same time, not so much. 
Yeah. I think I think those games had more content during the game, mm-hmm. which was Oh, the, I yeah. agree, which is very that, enjoyable. The story was very I I feel looking back at it, the story best. was definitely one of the better ones. It's probably the best one. It's the best one by far. Like yeah. unlike I, X and I, Y, which had very little story to it. And well, I mean, comparatively, I think it had very little story to uh like it's not like red and blue where it's just not where there there's barely any story. Yeah, but Red and Blue are like the establishing game. I mean, yeah, the exactly. entire thing is the story. Like, mm-hmm. the story I'm telling you is a story about a boy catching Pokemon and battling Pokemon, mm-hmm. and after you've told the story, you can start working on it in some way. But mm-hmm. you have to tell the story first, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, there wasn't too much else in Black and White 2 either. It was very similar. <sighs> I don't know. There, there were Ends told... Pokemon. I did like I did like capturing Ends Pokemon if you yeah, uh, and if you use the one... black and white sync. I and... did catch one of those and it was one of the saddest moments in my life. <laughs> because uh as you might remember, I have never met a random encounter shiny Pokemon in fifteen years. Oh, but it makes Pokemon. the shine it looks like a shiny when and you it, when it, it you does see it. look like a shiny. It has That's the sparkles, true. it has the sound, and I was like, the sandal is brown, but it's shiny, but it's brown <laughs> and uh, no, it was just one of Anne's Pokemon, which actually turned out to be very useful. Mm-hmm. Note for those who breed for hidden powers. Ends Pokemon have all their IVs set at exactly 30. Wow. That's nice. And they cover several uh, egg groups. They do, that's so true. if you bring them forward to X and Y or Auras, you can use them to breed for hidden powers. That's actually really nice. Yeah. And, Ethan, this is where I tell you my story that will make you feel better. Me with I it. am... A huge lover of Generation Five. Like I know everyone hates Generation Five. I love I don't, Generation Five. It's one of the better ones. Oh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Ethan. Stop having contrary opinions. Hey, but I like you those know games. what? I like Generation Three better than Generation Four too. Okay, that's yeah. fair. What are you going to do about that? Nothing. That? I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's the correct opinion. Anyway, I'm not going to do anything. With, Shut up, with Ethan. All of... <laughs> With all of my love for Generation 5, see, the story goes that Generation 5 was very short, and Black 2 and White 2 actually came out in Europe only three months before X and Y no. announced. Wow. And well, that happened very similar to here, actually. It was like October yeah. it came out, and then uh, I remember this because uh, Misty was still playing soccer. And yeah. she was, uh, she was, uh, mad because I went to go get them before she got back from her soccer game or something. Ooh, bad news. <laughs> yeah, she was, in, she was upset because I went, like, a day before or something like that. Anyway, I am a person who takes a really long time to complete her Pokemon games, and long story short, I've never even gotten to Victory Road on White 2. Really? Wow. Yeah, I never finished the game. Pokemon, I mean, X and Y's post game isn't that big. No, 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 not on Y. On oh, White. Bl- oh, too. White. Okay. Yeah. Because I, hmm, I, I think the most satisfying stuff in that game is like, I don't know. The thing with Platinum for me is that like there's so there's so little forward motion in the plot, and there's so much backtracking. Whereas Black and White Two and Black and White seem so focused mm-hmm. to me that I just couldn't not beat those, you know? 
I don't know, but I, I understand. I see your point, but I know, you know, I was grinding for the Elite Four, and then the announcement for X and Y came out, and I was like, ooh, I have this to look forward to, and Black and White 2 just kind of fell into a hole in my memory, mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry about it, and I think I'm probably going to, you know, play it back from the beginning, because I really, really like this game. It's actually, it's kind, of, it's kind of a good story. I like that one as well. Like, fifth gen was really good. Like, looking back, like, in retrospect, fifth gen had an amazing story. It did it very well. And then X and Y does very little in the post game, uh, as well. But they didn't have, like, the game content to be there. You know? Mm, yeah. Like, I agree with you. Like, it the game was... content wasn't there. They had, the, they had things like the Friend Safari, which is really cool. Like, I feel like X and Y were more about building a post game in the community. Yes. As opposed mm-hmm. to having a post game in the game. Which, I mean, which is kind of good, because, right, you have, uh, you have, like, you go kind of, like, your Megastones, and it was a lot of fun. Like, I remember it coming out, and, like, Bo actually mentions this in his email, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about, we can talk more about it later, but, like, we had a friend safari friend code thread going. I, I maxed out my friend codes within, like, a week. And it was it was a blast, like just getting the community like hyped and like very happy. I like battling against people, but the, like if you look at the game itself, there wasn't much going on. And... I don't know. I mean, it was uh, certainly a very pretty game. Yeah. I mean, everything, all of the details were absolutely amazing. But then you finished the game and you realized that. You hadn't actually done that much. Yeah, it well, felt like, it felt more like it felt more like the red and blue. It felt a lot more like red and blue in that sense. I think a lot of the I, ge- the post game is capturing things mm-hmm. and like training yeah. for things like Vivalon. Yeah, and I mean we should, we should. Like, like I said, it's it's like getting the community together, right? Because yeah. to get the, all the Vivalon, you need to go trade with other people, and it's it's building more yeah. of a post game in a community than it is building. I mean, which was a lot of fun. But at the same time, it's why I want to re- return to Kalos in, like, a Z version or something. So yeah. that we can go ahead and go explore it again in more, in, like, a more fleshed-out story, hopefully. And yeah. in a more fleshed-out way. Personally, I'm really hoping that they do something like Black 2 and White 2, mm-hmm. where they give us a tiny section of of Kalos that we have not seen before to explore. Mm. Because I that worked amazingly well for me like even though like 80% of the map was the same it felt like an entirely new game yeah like yeah I mean it's uh I don't know I hope it I hope it I hope I know I trust them to come out with something good because they are taking a while uh we haven't we don't have an announcement yet I'm hoping that this month's Koro Koro has something but I'm not going to guarantee it uh I, I do think by the end of the year we'll hear something about it but, Maybe even sooner, like in November. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, but, I, by mm-hmm. December, I I'm gonna call it by September. We're gonna hear, or by December, not September. This is September. Uh, by by December, we will have heard something about Pokemon Z version uh, or its equivalent. And I'm really hoping it's like that. For now, we just have flowers. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing to talk about really is the Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire post game. Uh, oh, before thatch. we yes. We should at least mention the one piece of post-game that X and Y has, the okay. Looker Mission. What is it? The Looker Mission. Oh, the Looker Missions! Oh my gosh, yes. The yeah, Looker Bureau Missions are actually a lot of fun. And if you have not played them in X and Y, I suggest go playing them right now. 
Absolutely, I love uh, them. They are a great story, and I can I can't for, I can't believe I almost forgot about those. Like I was thinking about those. I actually totally for forgot about those. They're no, so good though. Yes. They're like you're, you you can complain all you want about X and Y not having a good story, but go play the Looker missions. It takes maybe like an hour or two, and uh, you can go through this awesome story. It's um, totally worth it. Totally. I don't want to spoil anything if you, you know, haven't done it already. I really... Those are really fun. <laughs> They're a really good time. They're like... It's a totally unlike anything else in the franchise, yeah. I'd say. It's a, it is a... Yeah. 100%. Like, Street-level narrative, actually. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. It's actually really good. It's a lot of fun. I like that it's something that you can do, like, at, like as, like, the champion. It's just like, yeah, you're going around and you're helping people. It, it feels very more like anime esque, you know what Man, I mean? Man, X and Y, X and Y is so good. Yeah, I'm hoping. So, I, so good. I really, I'm just okay. So like, I'm I'm all about the battle resort and going around in circles to hatch eggs and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would really like to return to Kalos and have Kalos once again be my main game. You know? Yes. Like I'm. I no offense to like Hoenn, but like I would like to go back to Kalos and have that be my main game, just because like the music from Kalos, I love it so much more than like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and mm. that, you know, like, it's it's good music. It's just it's good. I just enjoy that region. It just has a lot of nostalgia, and nostalgia from two years ago. Um. <laughs> No, no. I've actually, I think I've played my ex version so much because now the music from mm-hmm. Kalos is like stuck in my ears, and whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh god, not this again. Yeah. And uh, so for now, I actually prefer the Hoenn music because it's so good. But I'm sure that when, and I say when, with the utmost hope yeah. in my heart, we get another Kalos game. I'm going to be so happy, and I'm going to play it so much, and I'm going oh, to yeah. just revel you don't even know. it. Because it's going to be like, yeah. I think we're going to have that game for a solid year and a half before we get another generation. I and do hope so. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, moving on, though, uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Uh, there's some Mega Stones you can collect, a lot of legendary Pokemon you can collect, but most importantly, the Delta episode. So, Ethan, if you would like not to be spoiled, uh, I would suggest muting your headphones somehow. Tagging out. And we'll we'll message you when you can come back in. Okay. But yes, the Delta episode uh, is great. I As I mentioned beforehand, it was the, uh, it was just, like, awesome how the story was done. And it how, like, was... the Pokemon were brought into the lore. Yes, it was amazing, and mm-hmm. it was... I think it was almost perfect, except for the fact that you spend like half of it it's being. A, it's a huge fetch a quest. King Pong Bull yeah. going all over Hoenn, and that is kind of annoying. I, I mean, but... if it would have been more ingri- ingrained in like the main story, maybe it would be a little bit better. But like, met a couple think... of the characters beforehand or something. And... I think it's just a location problem. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to go to so many places back and forth mm-hmm. when it's not really needed for the story. Yeah. And mm, I didn't like that very much. But yeah, but I really else... I, once it gets to the once it gets to the climax, it's a lot more fun. When you catch yeah. the Rayquaza, you're saving the world, and you find out yeah. you're in a different dimension. And oh, that. Let's not get yeah. Let's not get too much that. into that. But <laughs> you know what I think about the alternate universe, and yeah. you know I can go on about it for like two hours. So let's not do that. And then you know they go, they you blow up a meteor, and then you find Deoxys, which is really cool that they they brought an event only Pokemon into a game. Yes, I think I'm that's very interesting. They, I'm hoping they do that again. 
I hope they do that. Like, I would be down if they did that. Like, po- event Pokemon from, like, you know, three generations ago that are very hard to get on a regular basis Yeah. Now. Do like, something I like that. Uh, I don't to be think fair, I though, have like, a Manaphy anywhere. Uh, out of my, to my knowledge, we can talk about a Manaphy. I can help you out. Uh, no, don't worry. I think my brother has all the Pokemon Rangers games, so okay. I, can, I can get one. It's just, it's not easy. No. I think I have an extra one. But either way, uh, we can, uh, what you do is you go around and, uh, I mean, I hope they would do that for, like, because Deoxys, in my opinion, would be the one Pokemon that I would not, event Pokemon that I would not want to be in the games, to be completely honest with you. As there are a lot of event Pokemon that aren't given out very often. And I feel like Deoxys yeah. was given out a lot. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think, like, they should give out, like, Shaman. Shaman hasn't had a lot of events. Uh, Darkrai's yeah. had a few. Mew. Um, Mew hasn't had an event Jirachi. in a very long time. Jirachi, I think, more recently Jirachi, has. well, the problem with Jirachi is that they give out, like, one every year in Japan yeah. for the Tanabata Festival, mm-hmm. but it never reaches other countries. So yeah. Japan is full of Jirachi, and we get no Jirachi at all. Uh, I can help you out with that. Uh, <laughs> no, I do I do have a couple of I, Jirachi. I do, have the, there, I do but... have the GameCube bonus disc. Uh, I know, I know, but no, I, I do have a Jirachi or two. It's just that I, I really wish I could find one that you know it has the the gener- the sixth generation mm-hmm. perfect IVs in three stats guaranteed yeah. thing where I can actually try to soft reset for a good one because it's a very fun Pokemon to use in competitive mm-hmm. battles. Um, anyway, but yeah. Let's I mean, that, that's Delta really all episode. there is to the Delta episode, right? I mean, you blow up an asteroid. It was very cool how they added the story into it. Yeah, and it's really cool. Pretty much everything about Zinnia is really cool. Mm-hmm. Zinnia is an awesome character that they brought in. She's amazing. She's mysterious. Like, who was the first Aster? I hope, I hope in the next cool. I hope in the, the next game that we get a little bit more explanation about Zinnia. Because she makes re- yeah. references to AZ. Uh, there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot of backstory that I feel needs to be told, and maybe that's what they've been waiting for. I am really hoping they do that, but you know, I think we have exiled Ethan for yes, long enough. Yes, I think that is long enough. Come back, Ethan! I summon you. <laughs> I summon you. Come on, Ethan! I'm summoning you. We back. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! I was so worried you were gone. I was too. I was worried. We missed you. Oh, man. Uh, but I think that's it for the postgame. Uh, we have talked w- plenty long about it. Uh, oh, my goodness. And we have plenty of emails to read from you guys, so we're going to get to that. So we're going to go to commercial break. We'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. A perfect summer has a voice. If we listen closely, it whispers, One more meteor shower. One more legendary Pokemon. One more perfect night. At the Moss Deep City Meteor Shower, you can experience this and even more. So come and experience Pure Hoenn. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 295, Exploud, the loud noise Pokemon. According to the Emerald Pokedex entry, uh, it has sound-generating organs all over its body. It communicates with others by adjusting the tone and volume of the cries it emits. Uh, Exploud is a Generation 3 Pokemon uh, that was requested by a listener. 
Um, Palkia may very well be the next one as well. Uh, but uh, we're ta- if you look at Exploud, um, he was one of the few Pokemon that actually got a buff moving to Generation 6, uh, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I forget yeah, which stat. Got- His special defense got buffed. Yes. What an uh, arbitrary thing to pick. Uh, well, they did this with a lot of old Pokemon, actually, moving to Generation 6, because they did notice there was a power creep, and to balance that out, I guess they just randomly gave some Pokemon 10 points. 10 points. All right. And, like, yeah. Raichu actually got really good. Raichu was at base speed 100 or something. They gave yes. him ba- 10 base speed points, and base speed points, so Raichu is actually, like, respectably fast. Viable. And, meh, viable for a different story. Um... In VGC, it's usable. Let's put it that way. Explode's alright. I mean, I wouldn't say it's great. It is in uh, the RU tier. And it doesn't have a hidden ability available, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could be wrong. No, it does. It's Scrappy. It's his hidden ability and it's Soundproof. Soundproof is actually a decent ability sometimes. Uh, because it's... it's not used enough that... I mean, it's only because it's not used enough that it's gimmicky enough to work. Like, it could... Stop some moves such as like supersonic or like hyper voice, well, which is used. Hyper voice is used very often. Exactly, it's and very much used now. It's it's a, a for me, it feels like a holdover from a time when Pokemon games weren't just a bunch of numbers, mm-hmm. and it was like you had things as arbitrary as like these attacks are sound attacks. Yeah, so it's kind of work. It kind of blocks that. It you still know? works though to some extent. Hyper voice is a move that's very much in use right now, so sure. soundproof is the way to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Most times, Scrappy is a good choice though if you want to play it a little bit safer. Uh, Scrappy mm-hmm. uh, allows you to hit both fighting and normal type Pokemon with normal type moves, or ghost and fighting types with normal. T- you can ghost hit ghost types. types with fighting and normal type moves. I am just of a mess. It's um, okay. Uh, Explode is usable in both the in the OU format though as well. So let's talk about how you would use it in the OU format. Uh, if you were to use it in the OU format, there's probably only one set you would use. You'd use it as a special sweeper. Uh, even though it has great, like, mixed stats, you could probably pull a mixed, uh, a mixed, uh, explode off in RU. Choosing really a wireless to. plan can be ah, complicated. An advertisement. So Verizon made one simple plan with uh, four it's playing on the, uh, it's playing on the Bulbapedia page. Um, I need to get, like, adblock. And so, we have, uh, we, you'd run a choice spec set pretty much in OU and in RU if you really wanted to like use Exploud to its best ability. Um, uh, you'd give it Scrappy. Wow, so he's in move pool. Yeah, he has a really good move pool. That's, it's that's, just it's weird. Uh, like these normal type Pokemon have very good move pools. Uh, like you just, can like, learn Boom Burst and Surf, or not Boom Burst, uh, Fire yeah. Blast and Surf. Yeah, and let me actually tell you about what I want, want to use it for. Um, so like you can take Exploud and you can uh, you get a modest one. To max out special attack, max out speed. Uh, you hand it some choice specs, and you go boom burst, overheat, focus blast, and probably surf. So you would you would go with uh, with overheat instead of. I would blast. because okay. So if you look at the damage calculations for overheat, overheat is a great choice. And if you're playing Pokemon correctly with a choice specs Pokemon, you're switching out all the time. Okay. So your your that stat drop is just not affecting you. I I would not leave Explo- this explode for a late game sweeper. If you were going to depend on overheat, but if it was like a one-on-one matchup, I'd be like, Exploud, overheat, take out that Ferrothorn, or because your opponent somehow left Ferrothorn as their last Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but you'd more than likely be using like Focus Blast or Boom, Bo- boom Burst in that in that case. Like, boom, I've never heard of Boom Burst being used. It's a really uh, good it, move. It's used in, uh, I think, I believe Noivern uses it very often. What the heck? It's a... It's base, 
140 power special normal type move with 100% accuracy. Wow. What yeah. What is that nonsense, right? That is crazy. Yeah, and you want to be able to hit things with that, so go for it. That is neat. I really yeah, like a really great lot. move pool on Xbox for some reason. They're uh, not great, just diverse. Very diverse. I mean, I wouldn't say it's good in any other sense of that, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, um, if only it looked decent. He, he does have, like, a bunch of just holes all over his body, because he's, like, a pipe organ Pokemon. So what That is should horrifying. be his classification. Pipe organ Pokemon. It is, it is a horrifying monster. Yeah. And it's it a is. holdover from things used to be able to look gross in these games. I mean, like, I think that still happens to some extent. But not, like, forced to look gross. It's That's just kind of, like, an no, ugly no, no. design. Look, but I like look. it. The ugliest Pokemon ever is in Generation 6. So Which one? Which one? Barbarico. No, I still think it looks cool. No, no, no. It's, like, the one Pokemon I would erase from existence. <laughs> it freaks me out to no end. It is weird looking. It's, uh, it's the hand instead of the face. I, I can't take it. I can kind of yeah. agree with you there. Uh, moving on to uh, TCG in this uh, sense. I'm trying to be more proactive in the TCG. Um, Exploud has one card currently in rotation. Um, it is a colorless, obviously, because he's normal type. Uh, he is a second stage card, which is kind of hard to, like, stage two cards, from my understanding, are very, like, not used because of how long it takes to set them up. Uh, and Exploud has, uh, 140 HP for a stage two, which I understand is a little low. And it, so it has two attacks. For two colorless, you can get Boom Burst, which we were just talking about, uh, uh, which is, this attack does 20 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon, uh, bench Pokemon, or 20 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon, so including the bench Pokemon. Um, you also have, for four colorless, Hyper Voice, which does 90 damage. It's a very standard card. I don't know that I would use it, personally, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not as into TCG, and neither are either of you, so... Oh, no. I haven't played TCG in 15 exactly. years. So, so I always look for feedback, because I always have, like, Scrawn or, like, Viger or somebody else. Yeah, who, and like, today plays. it was just... Today it's critters. you guys. No, no, no offense. What is the TCG? I don't even... What is this? I don't even know. But uh, let's dig in real quickly to Exploud's uh, trivia. That has one piece of trivia. What is the one piece of trivia? Do you want to drop a thatch? I cannot read it because it started playing an advertising. Prior to Generation 6, Exploud's base stats were all 20 higher than its Prevo. (laughs) There's there's the trivia. That's it. And then it it doesn't even factor in anymore. It don't, doesn't even matter now. Doesn't even matter. The trivia has, like, has almost even, no trivia because he looks like a pipe organ. Uh, but yeah, Exploud, a uh, cool Pokemon. I guess you could use it in the future um, in like RU or something. It does seem decent. Decent if it has access to Boom Burst. Like uh, Boom Burst is a really good attack and something to think about. I mean, a special attack stat's not like great. Neither is a speed stat. But in RU, I could see Boom Burst going a long way. Yeah, I mean, and you can probably throw some people off guard. With well, some of his moves. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a threat in RU, so it's something yeah. you have to look out for. Definitely true. Uh, and overheat, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's kick it on over to the mailbag. Yeah. Which I have to open up. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Sending your emails 
Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hopes. And as always, if we find an email that is worthy, we'll be handing out the mailbag badge uh, shaped like a Green Tauros emblem. So make sure you drink your Green Tauros to stay energized. As well as getting hooves. Yeah. That's a good plug, right? I know I've made this joke before, but I'm just going to do it again. What? If you drink green Tauros, you can't even send in an email. (laughs) Dictation software is a thing. But how are you supposed to access the dictation software with your big hooves? You just slam the keyboard. You use the touchpad with your nose. Yeah, there you go. You got a big nose, too. No, no, you you don't get like a bull nose. You just have a nose. Fair enough. Uh, either way, uh, this first email is from Brychuck. What's good, Puckle? Brychuck here, unfazed by the lack of green Taurus badge distribution last week. My emails don't have pom- poems or shuckle abuse and probably never will, so it's all good. I'm just a 30-year-old at- addicted to Pokemon and dig your podcast regardless of online accolades. Can I just say? Yes. People in their 30s, high five, Brychuck. <laughs> it's... It's such a relief after all the kids. They're, they're actually, like, we have a very wide listener base. Uh, yes. Age range. Uh, thanks to the fe- thanks for the feedback uh, last week on Pokes to Breed. Gale Wing's Talonflame was ri- what originally got me into breeding, so I have a couple of those already. But Galvantula and Amoongus are good suggestions. Yeah, especially with the Slowbro you were talking about. So, uh, definitely. Since my last email, I've got I've gone on to make HM Slaves, Halucha, and Sharpedo, possibly epic episode topic for the future. Uh, sadly, I don't think I can talk about HM Slaves for an entire episode. Watch me. Yeah. Life Orb, <laughs> Ditto Queen, Bulletproof Chespin, as well as a Chrislax set that suggested back in August of 2014. Uh, Self-Destruct Munchlax is pretty impossible to find these days, by the way. It is. I'm very sorry that it's very hard to find Self-Destruct Munchlax. Uh... I can hook you up if necessary. Uh, for a for no monies at all. Uh, speaking of which, is there a way to easily locate which episodes have certain Pokemon of the week? Uh, Winsicott and I actually talked about this probably a couple months ago. And she has actually been keeping up with like a chart or an Excel sheet of these. So there, maybe we'll put it into a... We'll put it on a page on the website and I'll actually try to link all of the episodes individually to those. Yeah, I can't see why that can't just go up somewhere. Yeah, you know? I don't see why not. Whimsicott is that all right. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll work on it uh, in the next week or two. It's by far my favorite segment of the podcast, and you give great advice on movesets. Sometimes. If you go far back enough, there's a time when Thatch doesn't know what he's talking about. Also, they're irrelevant now. <laughs> no, no, no. Thatch, Thatch. What? Let's just say that those movesets were totally good back in Gen 4. <laughs> totally good back in Gen 4. If not, you should include it on the in the podcast in the description since I already had trouble finding the Snorlax and Slowking episodes. Uh, as for the mailbag, I've only really experienced two post-games since I jumped from Gen 1 straight to Gen 6. The Looker Bureau missions were pretty unmemorable. What? I but don't agree. The Oraz post-games seem pretty good by comparison. My only gripe is why Aster the Whimser was included and thought they could have omitted that part entirely. Uh, Ethan, don't listen. Uh, uh, they never uh, explain the relationship, uh, and blur blur blur, uh, and <laughs> Zinnia ended up abandoning her in the end for no reason. Also, regarding Whimsor, Bulbapedia describes it as having a small plug-like tail, but can we all agree that's just a big hole? 
Uh, just keeping it 100. Uh, well, Delta episode was good and all. I actually enjoyed the mini quest on the SS boat and trips to New Mallville and Sea Mallville a lot more. Those were actually both very good. Yeah, Can I come back now? Oh, yeah, you're back. Okay. Uh, they all could be completed in about a half hour, and I thought they had a very season one of the anime feel to them. I didn't really care about the legendary Pokemon or Megastone payouts. Uh, until next time, Brideshuck. So I've also got this next one because it was requested that I read it. Okay. Um, okay. Hi, Puckle Crew. Philly the Kid here. Every time I e- I've emailed, I've changed my name. LOL. Can I request that Thatch read my email, please? I absolutely think Thatch is a celebrity. I love him. He's awesome. Congrats on your masters, dude. I'm studying to become a teacher and Pokemon WWE and sports such as rugby league and soccer is my life. All of these things take up way too much time and I constantly get in the way of my studies. This is why I have so much respect for Thatch being able to do it all and still run a podcast. It's awesome. Uh, speaking of taking up too much time, I was the Nuzlocke guy from last week and I complete. Finally completed the perfect Nuzlocke without any deaths. It was satisfying to beat Leaf Green Nuzlocke, but do it with mostly red teams from Origin. Uh, my Elite Four team was Charizard, Jolteon, Lapras, Dodrio, Victory Bell, and Omastar. Jolteon was great, as Bite was a special attack move in Gen 3 and helped me take care of the Psychic Ghost types throughout the game. I was pretty yeah, proud of my efforts. My Jolteon, they didn't yeah, Gen 3 Jolteon. has a lot of things you can exploit. Yeah. I was pretty proud of my efforts, and I'm now starting a water lock, a water-only Nuzlocke, through every generation. It will take a while. I love Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, and all that stuff. I'm a kid who will never really grow up. I'd love to one day become a world champion at something, be it VGC, Masters in Pokemon, a pro, uh, pro wrestling or sporting tile, or even run a podcast or an interview talk show. I'm a realist, though, and I accept these ambitions probably won't even happen, even if I pray to Arceus, wish on Jirachi, or work as hard as a fighting-type Pokemon, or be as smart as a psychic-type. That that said, I won't give up. I will be as persistent as Shuckles. I love you too, Shuckles. I guess I'd be happy to settle it as a teacher, if I can inspire one of my students to one day become one of the things I mentioned. Then they'll say, that's Phil's boy! Hercules reference. <laughs> I feel honored to have had two of my emails read out in the last couple of weeks. I used to go by the name of Sweet Chili Philly, or SCP, but I wanted to get more involved in the Puckle community and think I'll need a less, a cooler, less generic name than either of the above. Everybody thinks that, but it's whatever. Uh, like, my name is a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can take whatever name you want. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking don't of going even have with, a name. I think, <laughs> I'm thinking of going cooler of a cooler name like uh, Mysterious Mew 92 uh, Chancina like John Cena except it's Chancy it's bulky okay. and it's best special wall or maybe this even Thatch's Boy or something else I don't know what do you think uh, I hope to the win biggest the biggest green... fan go yeah. by the biggest fan I hope to win the green Taurus badge one day but I want to earn it fairly and honestly and I hope one day I can send an email worthy enough to get it Love you guys. Keep up the awesome, awesome work. Hope my email wasn't too long. Never back down. Never quit. Yeah, boy. And he sends also a small thing. Uh, my favorite post game, without a doubt, is the Johto series with the ability to go back to Kanto. Uh, Delta episode is a close second, Ethan. Uh, I'm just getting. I'm just hyping you up for this. Oh boy! Uh, In I October, I still think it. the Johto games being the only ones that have the ability to get 16 badges and then ba- battle red make them the best. No questions asked. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so the next one is from uh, our favorite, uh, our second favorite Ethan, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ethan, you want to take this one? 
All right. Okay, this is from Ethanator. Hey, Poco Podcast. I can't think of any battling hellos related to post-game. Battling hellos? I can't think of any battling hellos related to post-game because I haven't played that them that, that much. So, hi. Uh, I like gold-silver post-game because it is a whole other game. So, he considers it to be a whole other game. Um, Pretty much everyone does. But they're wrong. They're wrong. It's the same game, wrong. right, Ethan? <laughs> I'm agreeing um, with everyone, so... I think a post-game that should happen is you are ambushed by the team of that generation and you lose all your Pokemon. Uh, you go through an island with a few gym badges and a new starter. Get your Pokemon back along with an exclusive Pokemon from that island. Goodbye and flip-flop stuff so no relevance, uh, with no relevance to the topic. And bye. Uh, <laughs> P.S. Sorry I didn't email you guys about the manga. I love the manga. but am super busy doing black belt testing stuff. Uh, and don't read that one on the air. So I will not. <laughs> you know, I actually think this idea is kind of nice. It's like oh, is that the thing another... about my name? It's pretty funny that, like, it's still a huge thing. Like, what's his name? I mean, like... you can easily find it if you go to, like, the Puckles uh, Bulbapedia page. Like, it's it's right there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you get the next one, uh, Whimsicott. All right. This is from Jester. Or rather, the Jester, as he says. Hi, Fakul peeps, one and all. This is the Jester. The most loveliest part of the Pookie Post game is Le Battle Institute. The Institute is like a safe haven for training and testing my team. Unlike the battle spot, which seems dominated by Uber threats, more like Uber threats. Better yet, battle points happen which unlock all the skills, which in turn help me understand the power inside. Besides being a useful tool, the Institute introduces me to tactics which rarely surface in balanced team-saturated online play. I've been putting in a lot of time to get ready for a Magfest and Neocon gym battle, oh, sorry, Nicocon gym battles, and wish there were more and harder Institute-like challenges. I didn't mention the battle mansion because I'm a working adult. I ain't got time for that sheen and again, Ray. <laughs> That's what he wrote. I did not make up words. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> P.S. Thatch, did you say Pokemon and me were referring to Pokemon and me? Probably not. Maybe... No, I don't think so. Maybe I you mispronounce a lot of things, but not that. Uh, maybe I imagine <laughs> wow, that. Thanks, <laughs> what a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Come on, you did not say Wismer right even once today. <laughs> Wismer. And let's not even talk about poor Pachirisu, because Pachirizu? you mangle him Pachirizu? every time Pachirizu. in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> let it Pachirizu. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, maybe I imagined that, but in case you or anyone else didn't know, it's a play on words. Mon Ami is French for my love, get it? Oh, actually, Justin, it's French for my female friend. So, really? Yes, it is. Um, mm. The last game was, was set in Poké France, after all. I mainly know the term from Gambit in the X-Men cartoon and Pepe Le Pew. Well, that's a very cool couple. Uh, I mean, it's a dumb pun, but in the world of puns, the dumber the better. It makes me smile hardcore. B-S-S, which, uh, whatever, okay. Yeah. And thatch, thatch, boo, bash. Banana, fana, fo, fetch. Me, my Thoris, bass. Go, thatch. Catch you <laughs> on the Cultorps. All right. All right. That so the next crazy. one is from... Oh, my gosh. This is so hard to say. Joraga War, War Caller. 
Oh, man. I feel like he just wanted me to try to read that. Uh, hey, Puckle Crew. I just started listening recently, and I wanted to say I've been really enjoying the podcast on my commutes to and from work. I have an hour commute each way, so listening to Puckle really helps pass the time. Anyway, on to Pokemon. For quite some time, my feelings on Gen 3 have flip-flopped, and I feel as though it was probably my least favorite. Wow. So it's taken a while for me to get through Omega Ruby. Yeah, he has my feelings, Ethan. Uh, I finally feelings. completed the game and and played the Delta episode, and I have to say, that was epic. I don't want to ruin anything for those who haven't played it. Thank you. They, shouldn't, they should go do it right now if they haven't. Ethan. I can't. But I was probably the coolest moment in Pokemon history. I now have a greater appreciation for Gen 3, and after playing through the game, I can't remember why I don't, didn't care for it as much as the other games in the first place. Or, else, or as I'll also added a ton of legendaries to the post-game, and having them have at least three perfect IVs, getting some of those Pokemon with great stats has become a lot less painful, though not completely painless. Even though not strictly post-game, secret bases are also a great feature that I'm glad came back and I've missed since then. Uh, beating the game makes it a lot easier to get around, and you have free reign over where you make your secret base. As for what I'd like to see in the next post-game, I'd like to see another story chapter much like the Delta episode. It's pretty exciting to have another story after the main one, and I thought it was really interesting, despite having to revisit many areas in the game. Perhaps in the next one, the story can lead to new areas be to be explored. I wanted to end on a note that Thatch brought up in episode 193. Don't probably remember this. Uh, that was like a month ago. He mentioned an interest in going to a Pokemon League to meet other people. Oh, I have had this interest for a while. I started playing TCG again after not playing a few for a few years and decided to attend the League in my area last weekend. I really recommend going if you haven't already. Like you guys mentioned in the previous episode, the Pokemon community is great and it brings people together. It really surprised me how, how friendly everyone was, and the younger players in particular really impressed me with their maturity and good sportsmanship. Of course, every league isn't going to be the same, but my experience was really positive. I look forward to going this weekend and attending regularly. Thanks for taking the time to read my email and for all the work you guys put into the podcasting community. Joraga Warcaller. Does my subtle use of flip-flops count? count? Uh, so the problem I have with going to a, a league right now is that the league that uh, actually plays the video game where I'm at, because I'm more interested in the video game than the TCG, and it's not like I wouldn't play the TCG, but to really get into it, you have to spend a lot of money, um, is that it actually happens when we regularly record Puckle. <laughs> and so it's like either Puckle or Pokemon League. And uh, I definitely choose Puckle every time. Thankfully. Uh, so this next one is from General Kyrem. You got this one, Ethan. Alrighty, let's let's do this. Let's do it. Or not General Kyrem. His name is Dennis the Dark Dragon Ghost Maniac. Okay. Hi, Thatch and fellow co-hosts. Uh, it is Dennis the DDG Maniac. <laughs> Uh, here sending my first ever mailbag from my from my Lord Giratina's sanctuary slash mansion in Puerto Rico, where we take care of all abandoned and discriminated ghost, dragon, dark type Pokemons. Uh, wow, there's a dead sentence there. Yeah. Um, my Lord Giratina and both General Darkrai and Kirem say hello. I'll go directly to the mailbag. My favorite post game stuff uh, I'll have to say are the Delta episode, the battle with Az. Uh, is that it's post game? It's supposed to be Az, not Az. Is it Az? Yeah. Um. I don't think it's really post-game. Isn't that part of the story? Eh, kind of. No, Keep it's post-game. And Detective Looker's story slash adventures are my favorites. Uh, I'm still waiting for AZ's Follette to be distributed, if it happens, uh, or an after story where it has been all those years before returning to AZ. Um, 
I love the Delta episode for the story and for obvious ah, reasons. Ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, I'll leave some pics of my battle-breeded Pokemon and videos um, for you guys to see how, how it was in Battle Spot right after the week Oraz released. Uh, well, I'll bid you fo- uh, farewell. Wait, where can I buy some flip-flops for Lord Giratina when he is in our dimension? General Kurum already has his. Uh, I'm a guy just in case, lol. Okay. Uh, and he put on he some He sent some battle codes, and he showed us, like, all of his competitive Pokemon. It's kind of cool. Right on. Uh, I do need to start, like, a gallery where, like, when people send us pictures, we have it. Uh, Whimsicott, you can get this next one from, uh, Merlin. Yes, sure. Hello, esteemed co-hosts and Thatch. Today's mailbag was an interesting one, but before I get into that, I have a few announcements to make. One. First... Ethan, if you can hear me, how dare you not save Hoenn? Not only have I saved the planet from utter destruction, but I decided to travel to, um, yes, known as A-Fire to rescue that one as well, and have almost completed that quest. So this was a reference to last week, which I I, uh... tried to turn into a non-spoiler for Ethan, and I probably failed. (laughs) I I don't have the email up, so... Good, don't. Two. Secondly, I want to give a shout-out to Hanakane, who graciously gave me a Destiny Notch the other night. I had one of my Pokémon Y cartridge, but I needed to breed some Pokémon for the upcoming VGC season, and I had battled a couple in Seamovil, I think, 11 times now, and I still hadn't gotten one. It's actually Next... easier to get one from the contest, I think, in Oraz. Mm. Thanks to the great community here, I can now breed with ease in Oraz. Three, and lastly, with the Little Cup tournament fast approaching, I have several Pokemon that people may want for it, including a 4IV Jolly Alakid. Thash might want that if he didn't. No, I don't need Alakid. <laughs> I got a team. Don't worry, I'm prepared. You're probably the only one who already is. <laughs> I don't I actually myself... have a team made, but I, I know what I want on the team, and so it's a process. Yeah. I myself will probably not compete with my frantic breeding and battle maze and challenges, but if anyone needs to borrow Elekid or any other LC Pokemon, I'd be more than happy to give them out. Oh, that's nice. Okay, on to the mailbag. I think my favorite part of the post-game is the new Delta storyline, but I wish that it was a little longer, and it provided me with more bells and less traveling from town to town. My dream post-game event would probably be something similar to this, but with a longer story, perhaps 10 hours of gameplay. Ooh, that would that's be a like lot. Half like a game. game again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a bit too much. I think the future remakes of Gen 4 could do really well with this, making an RCU-less Giratina event, making you, as the player, choose which path to take from the start of the game, and then in the post-game, that decision has a large impact on the overall gameplay. Well, time for this wizard to teleport to class. So with that, flippity floppity alakazam, the wild Merlin has teleported. Alright. So, oh man, I should tell him, I don't know, because uh, Merlin and I actually shared very similar home regions. Uh... Happy Labor Day. I hope you're going to the Blueberry Festival, because I am. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to the Blueberry Festival. It's, I'm, that's where I'm going this weekend. I'm going to uh, a Blueberry Festival in uh, Indiana. That's why this is being recorded on Saturday. <laughs> I don't actually like blueberry, blueberries all that much. Well, that's because you're from Italy and you have grapes. It's true. What? You guys do have grapes. What? You have grapes. What? 
Grapes are good everywhere, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I assume blueberries in Italy taste the same as blueberries here. Yeah, it's uh, either just way. A, it's I just la- personal taste. I got super lucky and landed on the email from Bosifus. Oh man, I wanted that. Uh, <laughs> hello, boys and girls. It's Bosifus back with another awful email. Ah, the post game. You've had your new game for about a month or so and have collected every badge, conquered the elite trainers, and captured incredible legendary Pokemon. Some might say you've done it, you've won. Not much more to do here. But you are no youngster, no fool with a Rattata thinking he knows everything. No, you are a trainer, nay, a master. And you refuse to let the end of the game mean the end of your journey. So where to? The Battle Tower? The Friend Safari? The Battle Frontier? Well, I suppose that depends on where you are now, doesn't it? But no matter where you are, what is clear is that the end of the game is only the beginning for you. and But not for me yet, because I still only have five badges in Omega Ruby. Sheesh. But for real, oh, he's farther behind than you, Ethan. But for real, let, that's two more than last time. Let me whine for a moment now. Latios could have single-handedly whooped those magma twips no sweat. Also, Steven helped. He had just as much to do with saving him as I did. More so because he told me what to do the, the whole time. I guess I'm just mad because I hate handouts. What's the challenge of a game if you get handed awesome rare pokes out of the blue? As convenient as the warts were for someone who knows Ruby and Sapphire well, I feel sorry for new players. Because all the jumping around really robbed the game of that sense of adventure and exploring the mid parts of the region. That's my opinion. Well, uh, it, to answer can the... I say hmm? something? It's yeah. also my opinion because I finished Alpha Sapphire and then I realized that I had finished the entire game without ever setting foot in Pacific Lockdown. I did that, I still... I did that too. Wow. <laughs> it's... How did that happen? How did this happen? That's my go-to. Yeah. Uh, to answer the actual mailbag question, I think my favorite post-game area was the Friend Safari. When we had that Friend Safari forum going in X and Y, everyone wanted it on it. And it made meeting new people who played Pokemon exciting. Because anyone could have a rare Safari, or at least one you were looking for. Look, uh, one you were looking for anyway. My biggest complaint with it is that the grassy area itself was incredibly dull and made the whole process seem more like, well, a process. If this feature or a similar one were to be revived in a future game, it'd be neat to add a larger safari area or have different ones for different Pokemon types. Anyway, this guy has got to go rustle some feathers for that sixth badge. Flip, wait for it, flop. Both of us. Uh, we have this last one from Link Lost Ook. Out. Or Link Lost Ook. Who wants that one? Fight. Uh, uh Fluffy. I'll take it. it. Alright. Oh, see? We agreed. <laughs> 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 hey, Thatch and co-hosts. Hope you're all well. So, this morning, I purchased my first, my first legit Pokemon cards in about 15 years. Oh, just like me. I've been considering entering a TCG camp this season, so I figured I'd buy a booster pack and see if I could find any emotional attachment to a card. Can't say I pulled anything that made me go wow, but it was exciting to open up the packet. We will see if this leads to me spending all my money on Pokemon cards as I did when I was a kid. Anyway, mailbag time. So, the best post-game can be described in three characters, and there's just an ellipsis typed into the mailbag. It's awesome. To elaborate... The battle with Red at the end of Gold Silver was epic, and I really hope for a similar battle to take place in future regions. Come to think of it, the whole Gold Silver postgame was amazing. No game has come close to the experience of going through a second region in the postgame. 
It may be because it was the first Pokemon game I completed, but I didn't think the Geodre Region postgame could get any better. But wait, let's take off those nostalgia goggles and have a closer look. Although the Jota postgame was fun, it could have been better, primarily due to the lack of challenge with the Kanto gyms. I'm sure you guys will have gone into a bit more detail about this, so I won't drag on. We actually didn't mention that the gym levels are really low in Kanto, yeah, that's but true. they are. Mm-hmm. But then wait! The Johto postgame did get better with hard, go- with hard goals on silver. Gym leader rematches, legendary hunting, the frontier. Nostalgia or not, I still think that hard goals on silver is the gold standard in postgame. But yeah. as I, pretty much. But as I rub my eyes after taking my Gen One and Two nostalgia goggles off, I can now see that other generation have a postgame, and they weren't all that bad. Actually, they were quite enjoyable. Let's look at Gen Six. I really enjoyed the Looker side quest in X and Y, which was really uprising because I did not think I would enjoy it. I really liked the Looker character, and I hope to keep seeing him in future installments. As for the Gen 3 remakes, the Delta episode was amazing. I know a lot of people dismiss the quest for go here, talk to this person, go there, talk to that person, but I found it to be much more than that. Although we only had a glimpse of her, can I mention one name? Yeah, just go for it. Zinnia became one of my favorite NPC, NPCs, and I really hope they flush out her story in another game or movie. Her mysterious presentation and the entire background that she has had me intrigued, and I can't wait to see her character continue to develop. I'd be pretty shattered if we never saw, saw Zinnia again. Well, that's it for now. By the way, you could say I'm just a little excited for the next Buckle competition. Until next time, Link Lastuke, out! Alright, and that wraps up our mailbag segment. Uh, mailbag badge, though. I'm actually a big fan of uh, Brychuck this week. Hmm, let me see. What does he say? That's mm, not bad. <laughs> that's that's your ringing endorsement there. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, I was, I was trying to reread it all in one second and it's not working for me. <laughs> I really oh, enjoyed. I actually really enjoyed Brychuk's, uh email. It was very solid. I think. Thing. Huh? Well, you high fived him. You gave him a high five. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes it even better. No, yeah. you know, it's a very good email. Very focused. Yeah. Very useful. I liked it. It was very solid. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good definition. Sure. So I I want to give Brychuk the badge this week. So Brychuk. Uh, go to PucklePodcast.com and you can apply for the Green Taurus badge. So try again next week, everybody. Um, so our mailbag question next week, I'm going to go with a bit more general question because this may or may not be the topic next week, depending on how I feel. Um, so if you could respond to PucklePodcast at gmail.com with, how did, how has Pokemon affected your life? Uh, send that in to poke, uh, PucklePodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to read it on next episode. Um, other than that, uh, there's plenty of other stuff you guys can do. Um, I forgot to mention, uh, Scrawn's still doing a trivia challenge with real-life prizes, so go to PucklePodcast.com and participate in that, as well as reading all the other articles, hanging out with us at the chat box. Uh, lots to do there. You can go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, sign up for the MMT competition where we can play some Little Cup together this fall. Um, go ahead and... Uh, Follow us on Tumblr, subscribe to our subreddit, and most importantly, like I say every episode, review us on iTunes. That's how people find us. Uh, it helps us out. I get very happy every time I read a new one. 
Uh, personally, I get very jo- jolly and happy. Um, and most importantly, we have figured out what we're doing for the 200th episode in two weeks. It's two weeks away, guys, because it's 198. So 199 next week and 200 after that. Uh, for episode 200, we are going to be doing a live show at 2 p.m. Eastern on September 19th. Uh, it's going to go on for about two hours. Uh, it could go to question mark, but two hours is what I'm quoting you. You're going to get two hours for sure uh, of Puckle content, and it's just going to be us getting together talking. I have a plan for the episode. Uh, I didn't want to reveal it to you, any of the co-hosts yet, though. Uh, okay. They're going to have to wait until the week of. And... Oh, we get a surprise! Yeah, you guys get a surprise, too. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. It's going to be a live episode. You can come to the chat box, talk it up with us. Uh, it's on the calendar, so you guys can like set it to your Google Calendar if you want. Uh, alarm yourself that it's happening. Come to the chat box, talk to us while the episode's going on. It's a good time. I really like doing live shows. They're a lot of fun. So even sure... if you roast you all the time. Yeah, even if you roast. I mean, I enjoy that kind of stuff though. I like that the community's built up that much. That's definitely one of my favorite things. And the fact that there are people listening to roast me—that's even better. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so check those things out. Uh, we have some more things planned. Like uh, not—I uh, guess this is the episode before the chat box meetup next Monday. On or on September, uh, I gotta get the date. September fourteenth, we're doing a chat box meetup at seven p.m. Eastern. You can come talk with all the people that are gonna be Which there. I'm gonna this? be there, huh? Which day is this on? Uh, the fourteenth. Okay. Um, it's on the Puckle calendar as well, so you can just follow us there. And uh, it's our first monthly chat box meetup. We get to hang out. I might have some stuff to give out. I'm not sure yet. So definitely check that out. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've missed anything, did I? I don't think you did. Nope. Okay, so keep on listening. 200's on the way, and some with some more content by the end of September. I've got lots of things planned, a lot of things get just about ready to go. So, get excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so, without further ado, I'm Trainer Thatch. I've been Ethan. And I am the fluffiest whimsicott. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 